This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, May 26, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Congress is considering extending the Patriot Act, and the debate features a strange reversal. Ten years ago, the lone Senate no vote was a liberal Democrat. Today, the struggle for more debate is being led by conservative and libertarian members of the Senate. Julian Sanchez, research fellow at the Cato Institute and author of Leashing the Surveillance State, How to Reform Patriot Act Surveillance Authorities, comments. So it's incredible that uh, Senator Rand Paul has finally managed to interest uh, the press in the Patriot Act, not, I suppose, because of the incredible power of these surveillance tools and the need to place better safeguards on them, but because finally there's a legislative battle. Uh, So far, with the exception of uh, Senator Paul and a handful of others, uh, really Democrats have had uh, no interest in pointing out, uh, I think, how closely President Obama has followed Uh, The playbook written by George Bush, and of course, Republicans uh, are the ones who helped write that playbook, so they don't have much interest in revisiting it. Uh, And and when we finally do get a little bit of debate on the subject, we get some really incredibly troubling uh, allegations. For example, from Senators uh, Wyden and Udall, we learn they believe that one of these expiring provisions, almost certainly the business records or Section 215 provision, has been interpreted in a way that they believe uh, the public would not have been aware of, that a normal person would not understand uh, was an allowable use of this provision uh, just from the text of the statute. I think almost certainly uh, that use uh, involves some kind of large-scale geolocation tracking, some uh, program that is uh, intended to sweep widely and essentially data mine location records to attempt to identify targets um, or to attempt to discover through physical proximity perhaps, um, you know, communication patterns between people who do not communicate electronically. Um, Speculate exactly what it is, but it seems extremely likely from what we know so far that, uh, that this business records authority has been transformed into a large-scale people tracking authority. Um, and, you know, I suppose we could debate whether we think that is something that we need to consider allowing in the war on terror. It strikes me as extraordinarily subject to, uh, to abuse. It strikes me as a dangerous power to grant, uh, even in, the, uh, in this most vital task. And it, it seems to me that, in general, uh, these sort of uh, ambitious programs of data mining uh, very seldom actually produce uh, enough useful intelligence to justify uh, just the time and, and resources expen- expended on them, never mind the invasions of privacy. Um, what's really disturbing in a democracy, though, is, democracy, though, is that we would not even have that debate. Right? If, these, if these provisions have been permitted to be used for this purpose, it's because, um, and it wouldn't be surprising because this is actually a bizarre and novel legal theory that uh, the Justice Department has advanced using very similar criminal provisions, although not quite as sweeping and broad criminal provisions in, in law enforcement cases. Um, so so it, would be, it would not be unbelievable if the court had allowed this. But what is disturbing is that these, because the decisions of the court and of the Office of Legal Counsel are classified, that legal interpretation, which in a way is as much part of the law as the statute itself, right? You know, a statute doesn't enforce or enact itself. Ultimately, the statute doesn't just mean what it says on the page. It means what a judge has said it can be used for and and how it can be put into effect. And if we can't even debate reforms 
because we can't even discuss these interpretations. We can't even talk about why they might be needed or alternatively, why they might interfere with some kind of activity. Um, you know, the, the, the democratic process becomes a bit of a charade. It's, it's vote for this. I mean, it's like, it's like voting for something in a black box. It's like being told you must vote to reauthorize this law, but it's in an envelope and we can't show it to you. But trust us, vote for it anyway. And you know, that's not how it's supposed to work. Now, just to recap, we're talking about uh, authorities to access business records that uh, have been interpreted in a manner that we don't know about. Certainly, the public doesn't know about, but most members of the U.S. Senate don't know about. It's very likely they do not. Yeah. And uh, the debate now going on on Capitol Hill is whether or not these agencies should be able to interpret this law in a manner that maintains the secrecy of that interpretation. Yeah, there's, a, there's an almost Lewis Carroll, Alice in Wonderland flavor that, uh, to this. And we have to remember that while you know, uh, leaders of both parties in the administration were, were hollering as though uh, the expiration for even a day of these authorities would be some kind of enormous crisis, um, which is ridiculous, of course, because... Uh, Existing investigations and even new investigations involving activity that uh, occurred before the sunset are all grandfathered. They get to continue using these old powers for the vast majority of these investigations uh, that would continue for quite a while after any kind of sunset. Um, but also, of course, because if Senator Reid had decided to allow debate about amendments, had decided, as he had promised, that perhaps it was time, nearly 10 years after the passage of the Patriot Act, for people to talk about ideas they have for making it better or adding civil liberties safeguards, not necessarily even to get them, but at least to make some proposals and have debate and, and, and see what might be uh, you know, appealing to a majority of the Senate. Um, we had this crisis because that was unacceptable. And you do have to wonder, I mean, if, you know, the... Is the crisis that they thought would occur in intelligence bigger than the crisis of allowing debate? I, I, guess, I guess they're more scared of open debate than they are of terrorists. And if this were such a concern, uh, these debates could have happened at any time before now. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is – look, they've they extended – They've been promising these debates mm -hmm. for some time. We had a uh, – you know, there was a reauthorization in 2009, and they said, well, we'd like to do some – uh, some more serious reforms. We don't really have time now. We'll do a one-year extension, and we'll take that year. We'll have some debates. We'll talk about. We'll figure out how we want to reform it. Uh, and then that year went by, and they hadn't done anything. So in February, they said, "Okay, three months. Now we're really going to do it." And then uh, three months were almost up, and oh, they hadn't done anything. And now, oh, it's a crisis. We must rush. We don't have time for debate. You had time for debate, and you decided it was not something you wanted to do. Julian Sanchez is a research fellow at the Cato Institute and author of Leashing the Surveillance State, How to Reform Patriot Act Surveillance Authorities. It's available at Cato.org.